0: boom I'm all pass this around if you guys want to put your name on the email list you guys can I'll start it over here just pass it around. I
1: think it's just to get like summaries of these classes they're also recorded so you guys can <coughs> listen to them online or tell your friends who aren't here that they can listen to them online as well
0: fair there you go
1: yeah let's do it
0: and we're gonna give a
1: yeah you have that you want me to start? Start it. So I think you guys watched a video last week about the three subtypes um, with respect to instincts. So um, what we want to do today is dig into one of those specifically. So we're going to be talking about self-preservation. Does anyone remember from last week anything about self-preservation subtypes? Was anyone here last week? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, that's a start. Um, what, what's a theme of self-preservation subtypes? Um, basically,
1: that comfort within, um, with basic needs, like shelter, clothing,
0: The I always call it the material side of things. Like, they want the mid- things that they can control to control.
1: So it's all about self and survival with self-preservation subtypes. Um so it could be with respect to your health, your weight, food, money, shelter, um, disease, comfort, decorations because it makes you feel safe in an environment, um, so on and so forth. So I think it's very centric on how do you survive in this world and what do you need to feel safe in order to survive. Um Yep. As well. so, so yep. Just for
0: yourself. Correct. Yes. And it, it kind of break, we'll break down. So we're going to go through all the numbers, and we'll kind of break down. So certain numbers focus differently on themselves, more so than others would focus on. You know, more of a group mm-hmm. aspect within that self-preservation. Concept. That's like the biggest thing for me. In life, oftentimes with the enneagram, is like we say, "Hey, you know," like so. I am a seven. I am a a what they call a one-on-one seven. <coughs> so I am not a self-preservation <coughs> type, uh, or sometimes it's called the sexual seven. Um, it's like I am very different than a social seven or a, seven, a self-preservation seven. Um, and even though I am a seven, and you could be a seven, we could be very different. And I think sometimes we get this like typecasting of the enneagram of like oh you're seven so you have to be this way and that's not really how we want to go into it and so to some degree there are certain numbers within this self-preservation that will protect themselves more and will shut down and there are other ones who are like okay let's this is my family unit I'm going to protect this group if that makes sense I'll, I didn't you know, I'm sorry
1: you're fine Um, So it says here, the self-preservation subtype is concerned about matters of the self and their security. They often pay a lot of attention to time, uh, morality, and the preservation of physical satisfactory survival. So they forgo, like, glamour and social connection more for um, physical comfort or planning for the future or security. So um, it's survival of the family and not just, you know going and talking about and socializing with the group right disclaimer I am not a self press either so I said I asked Patrick I said couldn't you give us one that we were either of us were <laughs> um, but it's okay um, we are these all at one time um, at one time or another in our lives I think there's ebbs and flows where you kind of fall into one or the other but um, I was going to say that self-pres, they often experience kind of anxiety with all of those things that they're trying to feel safe and secure around, right? So um, it can make them actually seem like a head type because of the need to plan and adequately predict danger, right? So you're always thinking kind of in the future to an extent or in the present when you're coming into a space, you're like, okay, how do we, what do I need? What does this group need to kind of feel safe and secure, right? Like, are there pillows? Are the chairs comfy? Like all of those type of things kind of come up in, into play when you think about a self-prez. Um, the comfort-seeking element um, can also cause them to appear like the gut types, right? So um, hopefully you guys are familiar with the head, heart, and gut. Um, but the gut types, because of their desire to avoid too much complication or fuss, right? So they're very kind of just go with the flow, but constantly kind of looking out and seeing what they need to make themselves and others feel safe. Um, the irony is that the self-preservation types can be incredibly fussy Um, they focus on things being just so food sensitivities focus on the decor of an environment or the texture of clothing or fabrics can create a neurotic fixation on things for being just right right so if you think about you guys all know what a one is right the perfectionist so that doesn't just flow into being a type one it also Flows into the self-prez type, where you can get kind of the extremes all the way on the other end.
0: So, at type one self-preservationist—that's a, that's a fun shell to crack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, for example, a self-one prez will be more like um, focused on the particulars. Than a self-pres nine would be, um, but both will be focused on their comfort, security, and survival. Does that make sense? So, like a nine is a peacemaker who just wants the peace to stay. So even though they're a self-pres, versus a self-pres one who's very much the perfectionist mentality, right? They're very different people, but they come to common ground because they're both centered on security and survival with that self-pres subtype. So you guys can start to see the intricacies and dynamics and complexities within the Enneagram where it's very important to not kind of I know it's it's really tempting to be like oh my best friend she's a four and she just doesn't know it or whatever it is right but there's so many complexities in the Enneagram that it's really hard to hold that back because if you think about it there's the 27 types right I think they talked about that on your guys' video last week right however when you look at the subtypes there's actually 54. And the reason I say that is because everyone has a dominant subtype, but then they have a secondary subtype. So a one who might be a self-pres dominant, but then their secondary is a social, is different than a self-pres with a sexual secondary, or with a social dominant and a self-pres first. So when you think about it from that perspective, the complexities of our personalities all come into play and you're like, oh, we're two, so we get along really well. However, now I see why you view things differently because your subtype is different than mine, right? Just background, I guess, on the subtypes because when you dig into it, you're like, oh, that! I thought we were so much the same person. Now I see why we're not, right? Um, so I think that happens more often than not. But
0: we were, I was reading, I was, we were <coughs> discussing this this morning, and I was reading a little bit about how uh, within relationships oftentimes you are driven by the same subtype um, not always like for instance Jess and I are not um, but it's a much higher probability that both of you know in a couple situation you would be two people who would both be self self-pressed, or two people who would both be you know one on one or social um, opposed to kind of intermingling those and it's mainly because you from a self-preservationist and a social standpoint, the person who is the social might not even be able to comprehend why you're thinking that way. It's like, I don't understand. And so it's just that whole idea in this situation, opposites don't always attract. Um, Now, not again, like I said, Jess and I are two different. We are, I'm a, I'm a one-on-one sexual and she is a, um, what did you say you were? A your social, social self pres is your social kind of dominant. Social dominant, so that kind of throws. So you think about
1: self pres. So like in our relationship, I take care of our household. I take care of the finances. I take like I'm thinking about those things, and he doesn't care. I just don't. Just not. Not that he doesn't <laughs> care. We obviously <laughs> have to have money, right, to survive, <laughs> and, and a nice you know house and things like that, but he's not thinking about them farther out like I do, right? So it's, that's a really good real-time example um, as far as what that looks like. Um, Self-pressed types tend to be more reserved in presentation and tend to appear more contained, quiet, and conservative energetically. Um, so they have a very matter of fact way of speaking, so they leave out, tend to leave out a lot of fluff, whereas I will just talk and talk and talk and talk and like, what, 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 you know, keep going? So that's the social part of me, but a self press is very kind of matter-of-fact to the point we don't need all this excess stuff, right? So they're like, let's talk about it and then move on. Um, they have a tendency to shore up resources and have a strong sense of being frugal and sometimes downright cheap. Anyone in here like that? Anyone? <laughs> Raise your hands. It's okay. Um, She's cheap. I'm okay. cheap. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I like nice things. So, I, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those battles you have. You're like, well, I can't pay $20 for that one. I know I can get it for $2, right? Come on. Um, I think that's in a lot a lot of us, depending on where you are in life, right? Um, and the reason why is that their resources have to be properly maintained to ensure survival for themselves and their families, their loved ones, right? So you think about it like, I'm just going to wear a $2 shirt because my family needs a shirt and shirt and shirt and shirt, right? Um, they're grounded, earthy, self contained, and health conscious or health irrelevant, and they seem crusty and impersonable or warm and nurturing. Um, so it says that um, self prized types can seem cold to others or removed and aloof, even if they are extroverted types like sevens and eights, right? So do you think about how they mentally process things? They can turn to start to feel kind of cold on the outside to other people, even though you know they're like a bubbly, talkative personality. But because their subtype is that self-pres, they tend to be quieter or more reserved when they need to recharge. Sevens, I think, you know, can only go and I'm not speaking anybody here. But I think they can only go for so long, and then they need to recharge. If you add that self-pres layer onto that as well, it makes it even more of a struggle for them depending on the situation
0: that they're in. Um, so did
1: you say you are a
0: self-pressed? Okay. She, she's a secondary self-pressed. Oh, so yeah. she carries My a lot dominant, of tendencies. Yeah.
1: My domino would be social. And I wonder, like, because I was wondering, is that when you become a mother or that, that like, I became, like, a different person? <laughs> yeah. I, if I think it's fair. It does it's, something to kind of... Yeah, it does talk about the subtypes like ebbing and flowing throughout your life. Um, so just because you're a self-pressed dominant now doesn't mean you always be. If you're a seven now, you're always a seven, right? So I think that's where the complexities of the Enneagram allow us to flow in our dynamics, right? We all play a role in in any of the numbers throughout our lives, but your, your core is always going to be that number, and I think the subtypes allow you to ebb and flow within that number based on your experiences, right? Like you might, you know, if you have a death of a family member or someone's getting married or a big life event, think about the subtypes and where you flow, right, into those.
0: Well, and I I know I was reading somewhere. I thought I'd put it in here, but I don't think I did. But um, where you are in your stage of life as well. So, for instance, you care less (coughs) about the self-preservation the older you get because you're closer to the end of life and it doesn't matter that much to you anymore. You know, because there oftentimes they become that more of a the one-on-one. I'm going to connect with my loved ones on a personal level. Um, where for instance the college students that are in here, young adults, you guys tend to be more of the social side now than as you grow, as you become parents and as you move self-pres you know, becomes self-pres becomes more dominant in that middle space of life and then so there is a flow of how that kind of
1: and you think about like from the sexual one or the one-to-one when you think about that it's like we've all gone through that like during adolescence right or the first time you date somebody or think you're in love or you know so we've all gone through the ebbs and flows of all three of them at some point i think it's just where you are in life right now what is your dominant one and that's what we're trying to dig into. And I think the next couple of weeks, you'll focus on the social and then the one-to-one sexual one.
0: That's a good question. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was the, that was exactly the next thing to talk about. So, like, um, the life anything? phases and instincts and how you ebb and flow through the different life phases. Um, uh, different. And then we talked about instincts and relationships, about how... Um, it works really well when you're the same subtype. However, it can also create blind spots, just like with anything, right? Whether, so you can think about it, if there's a seven dating a seven, they're gonna have blind spots, right? If there's a, a self president subtype dating a self press subtype, even if their numbers are different, they're gonna have blind spots because they default to the same response to their environment or the life phase or whatever they're in, right? So they're gonna create things Well,
0: it was in the video you guys watched last night. Last week, I believe, it was Science Mike was talking about him and his wife and how they don't, I think that was the video, right? Uh, where they don't go to, like, a backstage experience because it's not safe.
1: And they have to stand, you know, and they have to, like, it's they're, not They're thinking the other way,
0: and so they're losing an experience because of that. And that's just a blind spot because they are the same
1: I think they said they were much more inclined to go to a friend's house where they, had, they knew they had a comfy couch, they knew there were pillows, they knew there would be food, versus going to a concert backstage, all access, meet all your famous people, right? Because they knew they had to stand in a loud place that was going to hurt their ears. <laughs> so like, they, that's just the very different dynamics of how a self-pred lens would be on it versus somebody who's
0: a social where I'd be like,
1: let's go to the concert, yeah, right? <laughs> like, who cares? Our feet will be fine, right? You
0: but you would you? ask, but as a social, you would ask, who's got, who else is coming with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where I would be like, you and me, let's go. <laughs> I'm
1: like, we need all our friends. <laughs> no. Um. So that was the blind spot on relationships. What do you got?
0: Uh. this is a little bit I, had, I just highlighted this if one person is in an intimate relationship is a dominant or a one to one personality for example uh, and the other is a dominant self preservation the former may seek a deep connection very quickly while the, while that self person may prefer to keep like strict personal boundaries and that can create conflict So, like, that would be one of those ways of where, like, two different subtypes might not, like, mingle very well. I mean, Jess and I, on our very first date, we talked about some very, very deep stuff from our past. And that's because I'm a one-on-one, and I'm like, hey, let's jump in. Let's, like, this is awesome, you know. Um, But if she had been a self-preservation person, she might have been like, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes. I barely even know you, you know, kind of personality um, yeah
1: so it's not surprising that unconsciously you tend to act from your dominant drive when conflict arises because that's often where you, f- you feel the most vulnerable so you're gonna go to where your natural dominant instinct is and what makes you feel safe right um, so people who share that same dominant instinct so a self press or self press, are more likely to resolve their differences because they think the same right when you go to your innate personality and who you are you think almost identical in every situation Um, your priorities are the same right but people whose dominant instinct is your own least developed one often annoy us because we their priorities seem to make no sense to us right so someone who might say like as a self-pres, like, hey, no, I can't go because I need to pay for money or pay, you know, I need to pay this bill, right? Or something along those lines where your social friend is like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, it'll work itself out. You're going to get paid this day. There's going to be no gap, so on and so forth. Come on, like, come with us, right? So you can see where the conflict arises and just those dynamics and how that might play into your own relationships or your own friendships. Um,
0: segue into your numbers? Yeah.
1: So who does everyone in here know their number? Does anyone not know their number?
0: Trying to find yourself still? Don't know your number? It's all good. Sometimes these subtypes really help you realize hey, I thought I was this and this and now I think I'm that.
1: So we're gonna start in the head triad with the fives. Are there any fives in here? No fives?
0: Sweet.
1: Man, I can't call on anyone for an example didn't take these ones because
0: you are the head sure (laughs) um so in the self-preservation five um they are considered oftentimes they're called the castle um and it's because they have a intense want and not to gain knowledge but at the same time as a self-preservation they don't want to, like, arguably embarrass themselves by sharing that knowledge. And so, oftentimes, they reclude themselves to the safety of their castle or their home or um, their hermit, you know, kind of personality. Um, is that their safe place becomes their home. So, they oftentimes won't be going out into, like, You know, um, they're not going to go to the concert, not because it's not safe or it's uncomfortable, but because they just don't want to.
1: They would much rather observe social life than actually participate in it, if that makes any sense. They're the ones that are going to be very protective of their personal space. Um, They're going to be fine living kind of that solidarity kind of lifestyle, Um, fine being home. Um, They are concerned about. As we said it's all about security and survival right so they're very concerned with having enough supplies to live right and so if you think about to a a huge extreme right those people who are hoarders that you see on TV right that just have stuff 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 in their house probably a self-prez 5 if I was to take a wild guess right so that's the extreme side of the self-prez 5 personality that was gonna kind of come out but you can see like I'm sure, I, you know, I have friends, I'm sure you all have friends who are, who are just home buddies. Now, whether that means they're a five or not is irrelevant, but it's more that self president who's just happy and safe and secure, feeling at home.
0: Yeah, they, I, I told Jess this morning, I was like, I kind of feel like a five who's self president may just be like one of those preppers who, like, has enough food in their basement for, like, seven years. <laughs> you know, like, that is, that's kind of who they are. Um, And they're okay building this like compound of like this is my safe place the
1: irony is on the flip side Mm -hmm. um, They may be someone who doesn't have any allegiance to anything So they may be more kind of that hippie lifestyle on the complete opposite end, where they're always moving around and not tangible to one thing so like moving and traveling and all that stuff makes them feel safe because they can continue to go and find things and find their homes So it's really weird, so when you think about like hoarding over here and never leaving your house or or kind of hard to leave your house versus the extreme opposite of where that five, just depending on where they fall um, within their life, right? I think it's interesting to think about the investigator or the observer thinking about a hoarder or a hippie. It's
0: like, yeah, they can almost cut ties with anything Mm -hmm. because they don't have, they're not loyal to anything. So it's like, hey... This is safer, or I perceive this to be safer, so I'm going to go this way.
1: And that's where like typecasting and like trying to figure somebody else out versus yourself is actually really challenging, because you can you can be like, oh, you're a two, you're way off the mark of what that actually means for that type of person.
0: The six, the where loyal. Where the six is at? Who's the sixes in here? Come
1: on, this is like predominant, like U.S.
0: population are sixes. She's
1: there like, has to be I'm more six. than one.
0: Man, we have special people. No, okay. um, so, six is.
1: The family loyalist is what they would call a six um, with a self-pres dominant subtype.
0: You go take this one.
1: So, this one, <clears throat> we talked about this, but like the perfect example of what this is, right? You guys all know, like, say a dog, right? And they roll over and they want you to pet their belly, right? You guys know this? Have you seen this? Yes. And you're like, oh, look at the cute, cuddly dog, right? He wants me to cut his belly. However, what the dog is saying is, actually, I am no um, concern to you, right? Like, I'm not going to be harming you. Let me show you that I'm soft and cuddly and just want you to rub my belly, right? So I'm not going to cause any harm. I don't want you to harm me, and I'm not going to harm you, right? So that's kind of that perfect example outside of, you know, human that – is a dog showing you their underbelly and what that looks like so um the challenge with them is show they show harmlessness to avoid being harmed which often requires bottling up anger to seek protection so it's a bit of a kind of they overcome fear by making those connections um through warmth um and they don't want to be left out in the cold so again think about that puppy who's outside in the cold right like big eyes just piercing at you like let me in let me in
0: Um. yeah they are sometimes oftentimes, selfless (laughs) so that they can be feel safe so they give of themselves you know like hey you can do in a weird way it's like you can do what you want as long as I'm safe you know don't threaten me
1: and they repress their anger um, to an extent in our our kind of hesitant to share those opinions um, in preference of being cautious about it before they they speak up or share or talk to you about something, right? Um, They'd rather not risk mistakes over thinking it through and saying, okay, this is a calculated risk or cautionary thing in my brain before I'm just gonna dialogue with you, right? Does that kind of resonate?
0: Little bit sevens, where are my sevens at? <laughs> <laughs> whoop whoop, I say Woo-hoo. Um, sevens that are self pres are traditionally very materialistic in that sense of they want their stuff because they are taking the precaution by way of let's enjoy life, because that's where us sevens are, and so we're going to enjoy life by surrounding ourselves with the stuff that we really like. They tend to be broke, also. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no. But that kind of goes against what self like is, like. so they're going to be focused a little bit more, again, on that money side of things, but they will try to find comfort in like the physical like items that they can have, or even in the physical relationships that they can have, whether that is a positive or a negative thing.
1: So they're a great networker. They gather a family of close, um, whether it's supporters, friends, motivators, loved ones, um, and they want the best for everyone. Um, they love the good things in life and may risk becoming self-interested and pleasure-seeking. And it's generally good at getting what they need to have fun and feel safe. They also are good at rationalizing and defending whatever they, they want to. Um, so I think like this one, their kind of emphasis on a self-pressed seven is around like having good conversations, sharing meals, um, planning fun, fun projects or vacations. It's still very much a seven but they're thinking um, on the kind of security side of it, right? So how do we plan the best vacation, but it's going to be safe and secure and comfortable for everyone, right? Um, self seven, or self-pressed sevens can have problems with over-talking, overeating, and over So when you think about a seven as a whole um, versus kind of those self-pressed sevens. They tend to ha- be more kind of focused on for themselves and more opportunistic than than a social or a one to one subtype. Anybody who's a seven think they're self present? You need to hear the other ones. You think you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Does it describe yeah. you to a T? Yeah, like every single <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kinda of weird? Yeah. Do you feel like creeped out like did I just like, get inside your brain? Like Yeah, I
0: was literally just planning vacation and I was like it takes forever because everything has to be, like, comfortable
1: and I have to see pictures and, like, <laughs> and ends with soft. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> love it. All right, the eights. Eight. Anybody an eight?
0: Anybody know that they're an eight? Sort of maybe an eight? I Your think an eight? I'm a recovering
1: eight. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Patrick is an eight, so if he was here, I'm sure he'd be all over this one, but... He's not, so let's talk about it. <laughs> um, so self pres 8 is called the Survivalist. Um, Don't you guys just love how like everything transforms into a new name? Like if you're a 2 with a 3 wing, you're called something totally different than a 2 or a 3. Or if you have a different subtype, you're now not just called the Challenger, you're called something else. Um, anyways, uh, the 8's aggressiveness and excess... are channeled into physical survival and material security. Um, The self-pres eight will either win or go down fighting. Um, They fiercely are protective of their friends and family and establish more territory and stockpile more supplies than anyone. But in a friendly world, they may miss the boat altogether. Um, So they're strong, direct, and productive and appear to be powerful and effective. They are kind of like... Um, there's actually not a lot known about this subtype because, um, they don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> they um, yeah, they shut down oftentimes. So it's mm-hmm. like if you are not in their inner circle of like their immediate family or their immediate like friend group, so when they are will not know them. Yeah, because they do not want you to know them.
1: When they're unsatisfied, they become super intolerant. Um, and tend to take that kind of no-nonsense route and and to go and find or get what they want to feel safe and secure regardless of, you know, they don't have any guilt about it. They don't really particularly care who they kind of hurt, so they don't typically apologize about it because they're trying to take care of themselves. And so that kind of aggressive directness of an eight comes out to go get what they want um, and stand there to survive.
0: Nines. We gotta go. <coughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Nines. Who's nines in here? There's some a nines. Okay. Uh,
1: this is the collector. Um, so they excel at creating the practical infrastructure and the daily rhythms that support instinctual life. There's a tendency to fall asleep to personal needs or nar- narcoticize oneself with food and other kinds of material consumption. They are often collectors. A life of material abundance and comfort can preclude efforts toward personal or spiritual growth. This is the most eight-ish nine. Um, It's concerned with meeting physical needs, focus on activities such as eating, sleeping, reading, um, anything for their comfort and well-being. Typically a strategy to escape or comfort themselves through fulfilling their appetites. Um, Time and peace alone are of most importance to them.
0: You guys, collectors, nine. Are you guys collectors? People find their find their comfort in their baseball card collection or their um, their collection of stamps, clothing. stamps, from. rocks. <laughs> you know, sand from all over the world. Right. Um, um, so rounding
1: out the gut type is the one. So we all know this as the perfectioner, but a self press one is actually called the pioneer. So. Anybody a one? Yeah, a couple guys. Um, so either very anxious or self-controlled, they channel concerns about survival and security into material achievements as a way to be a good person and do the right thing. It seems important to subdue nature and to impose order on the natural world. Family, home, food preparation, etc., take precedence over other needs. However, too much self-sacrifice can fuel physical tension and resentment. Um, This is the true perfectionist who does a lot of worrying and wants things to be under control. They anticipate risks and problems. They want to kind of control their environment around them so that they feel safe and the ones around them feel safe.
0: Yeah, that that inner critic inside their head is like full-blown yelling at them all the time. Um, Two, the the helper.
1: Any twos?
0: Twos. A Just a few. This is a heart triad.
1: Yep. Uh, so the twos are actually called, as a self-prez, the nurturer. So excelling and creating warm, personable relationships with many kinds of people, this subtype spends much attention on supporting and nurturing others, which can lead to a feeling of entitlement when it comes to getting one's own needs met. This can contribute to a prideful attitude or an insistence on going last that supports another kind of specialness. As in false modesty. Um, so it says this counter type 2 may mistype with Enneagram type 7 or 6. They are cute, often childlike, in that they are slightly shy but charming and inspire protective instincts in others. They want to be taken care of but resist being dependent on others, hesitant and self protective, and taking on long term commitments and responsibilities. And they feel hurt or withdrawn when they feel or re- fear rejection from others. Does that resonate with any of you out there a little bit? Somewhat. Maybe it's not your dominant type. Wait for the other twos. <laughs> um, I'm not a self-pressed two, so. Uh, three. Three. So any threes, performers, okay, You're a couple. So this is called the company man or woman. Um, the threes' ability to work hard, perform well, and maintain the right image are placed in the service of material success. With considerable drive and energy, the subtype can accomplish goals of financial security, a nice home, etc. The danger is losing contact with one's real self in this effort and becoming overly identified with one's role at work.
0: Uh, They have a tendency to become workaholics.
1: But they don't like to draw attention to themselves and their achievements, right? So they like to be the one like, oh, it was just part of my job, or oh, you know, I just... Thought I was supposed to do that. Like they don't like the overt acknowledgement of what they've accomplished. Um, And the last one is I think the four. Any fours, Rachel? So uh, the four, which is the individualist or the romantic, um, as a self president they're called the creative individualist. So they're willing to jump into new situations, to pack up and move, to get going or take risks when preservation instinct is triggered or when an authentic life seems elsewhere to others these actions may seem reckless like throwing caution to the wind but it can work well with an unorthodox creative or artistic style the tension here is between wanting to acquire material security and feeling detached from it altogether so they're often mistyped with um, ones and sevens Um, some fours are dramatic and emotional but a self president four has learned to live with pain suffering stoically Um, internalizing negative things um, but they want to be recognized for being tough and not complaining so it's a bit of a counterintuitive when you think about a four right with that subtype adds a little bit of a another layer of complexity in terms of dealing with pain and emotions um, where you don't typically see that from a negative light with a four They're tenacious, um, more self-sacrificial, and self-contained than other fours. So that's how you would distinguish between the social and the one-to-one. Does that feel?
0: Does that anything resonate somewhat, with you somewhat? somewhat yeah. like, maybe. <laughs> could be a secondary. It's cool.
1: So just to kind of wrap up, and and if you guys have questions, we're we're happy to linger. Um, But we all have natural inclinations that that tend to govern our behavior, and we also have the opportunity to develop each of those instincts more fully. Um, Again, all of this is through helping to kind of understand yourselves, maximize your own strengths, and then connect with others more effectively, right? So if you understand yourself and can be your best self, that's what you need to do, right? That's what we all are trying to do not kind of project what we think or feel or see onto somebody else, right? Because if you think about the complexities in the Enneagram, that's where we want to go. And it's like, oh, I know this about the Enneagram, so why are you doing this? Because you've told me you're a three, and now you've told me you're a three with a self president wing, so I really don't understand what you're doing, right? So I think that's kind of instinctual in terms of the whole point of this class that Patrick's running is trying to find yourself and what you're all about so that you can be better with others, whether it's your parents, your brothers, your sisters, boyfriends, girlfriends, aunts, uncles, it doesn't matter, right? Um, So just a call out on strengthening instincts that is your least developed. So, for example, if you tend to neglect a self-presence instinct, so say that's your third priority, um, something you can do is pay more attention to your physical health. So set a time set aside time to go work out, to cook, um, spend time financial planning. Like, are you good at financial planning? Do you know what all of the definitions are? So on and so forth. Um, Or invest resources in your home environment, right? So neither of us have a self-pressed dom. I would say it's the third, (coughs) maybe, it's probably my second, but but there are components of it that I hate, right? And so um, that is just not me. I would much rather go socialize than do the laundry sometimes, right? Come on, who wants to do laundry all day long? Anyone? No, right? Who wants to be caught up cleaning their house all day long, right? So that's where my social dominance takes over, the self-pres, and I'm like, eh, it'll be there tomorrow. Or I fully recognize when I need help and can call people for help, right? Um, So just lastly, it helps knowing your dominant instinct will kind of help you better understand what motivates you and how you can be most comfortable in this world. And cultivating your less dominant instinct can help you become more balanced and whole. After all, life is about more than just survival. And when we can understand our instinctive selves, we can enjoy life more fully. So if self-pres didn't kind of resonate with you guys, I would encourage you to come back the next couple of weeks where we deep dive into the social and then the sexual or one-to-one types. Maybe one of those will resonate more. And it will help you guys kind of continue on your journey of self.
0: Woo! Right. Svad. <laughs> so yeah.